Hello and welcome to Daily Interleg News Now. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're going over this week's biggest headlines and what's coming up for the Flathead Valley. The Flathead Food Bank is in its throes of its busiest season, and new director Chris Sidmore tells us how his first few months on the job have been and how the community has come together to help give back to those who need it. But first, here's some headlines. Authorities are holding a 49-year-old Big Fork area man in the Lake County Jail on pending felony deliberate homicide and attempted deliberate homicide charges after he allegedly shot three people at a Ferndale home on Sunday night, killing one. Matthew Vitek was arrested by Flathead County Sheriff's Office deputies at a home in Ferndale after Lake County Dispatch received a call just after 9 p.m. on December 10th reporting a disturbance involving a man with a firearm, according to a Lake County Sheriff's Office news release. A short time later, dispatch received a second call from another person reporting that they had been shot by the suspect. Flathead County deputies were the first on the scene and identified Vitek as the alleged shooter. They took him into custody shortly before 10 p.m. Deputies rendered first aid to the, first, to the three gunshot victims prior to the arrival of emergency medical services. According to Flathead County Sheriff Brian Haino, two of the victims were in critical condition and one was serious as they were transported from the scene to Logan Health Medical Center, where 56-year-old Tammy Jordan of Big Fork succumbed to her wounds. The press release stated there are two other victims in stable condition as of 2 a.m. on Monday. Authorities have not identified them. The incident remains under investigation by the Lake County Sheriff's Office. Chair David Ingram told fellow Imagine If Library trustees on Thursday that the State Libraries Commission's decision to loosen hiring requirements for directors at Montana's largest libraries gives them, quote, something to consider as they search for a replacement for Ashley Cummins. The Imagine If board had petitioned the commission earlier this year to change the education requirements. Directors were formally expected to hold a master's degree, and several trustees lobbied the state organization during a month-long comment period on the change. Imagine if trustee Carmen Cuthbertson sits on the State Library Commission. Governor Greg Gianforte appointed her to the state board earlier this year and publicly backed the proposal. Members of the public who weighed in on the proposal largely argued against it, according to the Montana Free Press. The Helena-based nonprofit news outlet reported that of the 532 residents to respond, 412 opposed the change as compared to the 120 who supported it. The decision to drop the education requirement comes as the Imagine If board begins the hiring process for a new library director after former director Ashley Cummins resigned in October. Terry Dugan, the county library systems office manager, is acting as interim director. Cummins' hiring resulted in Imagine If losing $30,000 of state funding because she lacked a master's degree. Ingram said trustees initially were not going to ask the state to consider changing their requirements. He said they were impressed with Cummins' performance in the job and felt compelled to see the standards changed. Trustees Heidi Rodell and Doug Adams, who make up the board's personnel committee, are expected to meet this month as part of the director's search. Rodell said she has met with the Montana State Library lead consulting and learning librarian Tracy Cook and Flathead County Human Resources Director Tammy Skromowski for advice on moving forward with the hiring process. Following a December 7th meeting of the Board of Trustees, Ingram said they don't feel a need to rush the hiring process, describing Dugan as an experienced and qualified acting director. Wrapping up more than a year of construction, Habitat for Humanity of Flathead Valley held a dedication ceremony on December 1st for three homes recently completed on School Edition Road in Summers. Holding a heart cut from solid insulation given to her by the project's volunteers, New homeowner Lydia Purrier spoke of the great distance they came to work and teach construction skills over the past 14 months. She and her husband Stephen Purrier said this experience was life-changing and that the Habitat for Humanity crew feels like family. All of the new homeowners expressed gratitude for the help of volunteers, who put in extra effort to have the homes ready in time for the holidays, and the open arms of the community at large. Even the shelves were set to be stocked with food from the West Shore Food Bank. 
Chanel Berkey clutched the hand of her young son, Alex, saying, quote, I still have a hard time believing I will be a homeowner, and my son and I will have a beautiful, safe place to come home to every day, a place that is ours, end quote. According to Mary Beth Morand, executive director for Habitat Humanity of the Flathead Valley, the journey from applicant to Habitat homeowner involves making a personal statement, gathering the sum required for a down payment and closing costs, committing to at least eight hours a week assisting skilled volunteers in construction, and often living nearby in short-term difficult situations throughout the process. The houses will be mortgaged for 30 years at a locked 2% rate. A separate mortgage on the land acts as a safeguard from any part of the property being sold before the tenants have covered the cost of the home mortgage. Once that's paid off, the land mortgage is forgiven. Habitat's system protects the land value and what Moran calls sweat equity of the volunteers in order to keep costs down. To date, the group has built 71 houses in the Flathead Valley, averaging three per year. The nonprofit has brought on AmeriCorps volunteers, created a position for a new construction site supervisor, and is looking to upgrade volunteer positions to supervisory roles. Read these full stories at dailyinterlake.com. The Flathead Food Bank serves thousands of Flathead Valley residents every year, providing them a chance to get fresh fruit and vegetables, meats, and shelf stables. Chris Sidmore took on the role of executive director just a few months ago, and he tells us how it's gone so far. So pretty new to the role. Started the end of August, which seems wild. You know, we're coming into the holiday seasons and um, seems like a while ago. But before this, I was primarily working as a project manager, um, worked uh, for a restoration company out of Oregon and ended up working in uh, everything from prisons to reservations to military bases. But um, yeah, kind of doing wraparound services for a lot of different COVID projects. How did you guys do this year for Thanksgiving? Uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah, we served just shy of 600 families. Um, and so um, we had a line of cars about as far as the eyes could see. Um, but it's amazing. We gave out um, a turkey, and then we do a meal to accompany each, um, each turkey. And I think it really dawned on me, you know, I, I, I kind of knew it, but leading up to the event, we had so many people that would say, gosh, you know, um, I'm getting my kids back for the first time in two years, and now I actually get to have a turkey for them. Or I had a grandmother that said, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to have Thanksgiving, which I didn't even know if that was an option, right, not having a holiday. Mm -hmm. um, but they'd say things like, now I actually get to have my grandchildren over and cook for them. And it was such a reminder for me. Uh, you know, food obviously obviously meets a physical need, um, but just the emotional and the social side of it that goes along with it as well. What drew you to the Flathead and, and being part of the food bank? Yeah, great question. So, uh, born and raised here, um, lived here majority of my life. Um, so I love the valley, um, and you know, as I was kind of looking looking at a job that allowed me to sleep in my own bed every night, um, I thought, man, I'd love to do something that was allowed me to give back a little bit. And, you know, there's a lot of great nonprofits out there, a lot of options, but I thought, what is more basic um, and more of a necessity than, than giving people food? And I thought, sheesh, you know, that's kind of like step one. Um, so I thought, okay, you know, <laughs> even though I can barely shop for myself, I thought I, yeah, I could pull it off at the food bank. So, yeah, just kind of that opportunity to, to give back to Valley that's been so good to me. Yeah. Um, before we started our, our interview, you mentioned, you know, like you got one side of your job that's kind of like the business side of things, making sure everybody gets paid, um, the staff that you guys have there at the food bank, but then you have the other half, which is actually giving people things, and it feels like a Hallmark movie. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, just that feeling of, of giving back. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, 
uh, yeah, half the time, I mean, like you mentioned, there, there is all the, the work that goes into it. Um, and just when I think, man, I can't do another spreadsheet, you know, normally I do get to be part of some of these magical um, just moments. Um, I'll share an example if that's okay. Yeah, totally. Um, last October 25th, or October 25th, I'm sitting in my office and, you know, one of my staff members said, hey, Chris, there's a guy here that wants to meet you. It's like, cool. I love meeting people. Um, probably the best part of the job, right? All the phenomenal people that I get meet. And I go out and this guy says, hey, my name is James. I was like, well, nice to meet you, James. He's like, it's my son's birthday. I was like, Okay, great. You know, it's my son's birthday tomorrow. Congratulations. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, quite, quite where to, sure where to go with that. And he's like, I asked my son, he's turning 12, what would you like for your birthday? And he said he wanted to give back. So I said, okay, what about the food bank? So, you know, here this guy is. Um, he owns Titan Asphalt. And he just said, I'm from the Valley. The Valley's been so good to me. My son wants to give back. And I thought, wow, what 12-year-old what asked that for their, their birthday? Like, I, I think I was asking for, like, I don't know, a trampoline or a Nerf gun or something. So this guy said, hey, I would like to donate $5,000 in my son's name. And I remember this day because it's back when we had the kind of our first little taste of winter, right? Mm -hmm. Snow is falling. And I'm just looking out the window like, wow, I can't believe this is really happening. So um, the guy takes his flatbed trailer, we go to Costco, uh, we bring a group of volunteers with us, and we're just buying, you know, olives and cranberries and, um, you know, broth and everything that goes along with, with uh, you know, turkey for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty funny, as we're in Costco, um, two things kind of happen. First of all, everyone would see us just buying, like, all the olives and people would run over, like, oh my gosh, like, that must be a really good sell. And we're like, no, you know, we're, we're trying to feed like 600 people. Um, and they're like, oh, really? Well, what are you with? Um, yeah, I'm with the Flathead Food Bank. And they're like, well, I got $20. I got $40. You know, I got $10. And we'd, we'd take the money and we're like, all right, 20 bucks, you know, $20 worth of, of olives, you know, throw them on the cart. And so we get to the front of the store and, you know, beautiful small town. I know some of the cashiers and they're like, Chris, what are you, what are you doing? I'm used to seeing you buying a rotisserie chicken and a bottle of wine. Like, how do you have 12 cars all of a sudden, right? <laughs> right. And uh, so I told him what was going on. I was like, this 12-year-old boy for his birthday decided to, you know, take on the endeavor of helping us feed, feed the flathead. And next thing you know, everyone's singing happy birthday to him. I, I swear, it was a whole store. I mean, oh. we probably had a couple hundred people singing happy birthday, Jack. And then we get back to a food bank, and we're unloading this flatbed, you know, just full of food. And I was like, you know what, Jack? And again, this is a 12-year-old boy, right? Boy that just turned 12. I was like, you want to see the people that you're actually helping? So we got into the pantry. And this is one thing that's really shocked me, um, just the diversity of people that come into the food bank. And there must have been at least a dozen kids about his own age uh, right there in the pantry. So it was pretty amazing to see him you know, <laughs> they acted like gentlemen, you know, they're shaking hands and hi, <laughs> hi, nice to meet you, I'm Jack, you That's know, so <laughs> um, but it was such a surreal moment seeing this 12-year-old kid helping other kids his age and, you know, literally putting food on their plates, mm -hmm. or at least in their baskets. We've, we've been blessed where we do have a pretty good volunteer base, but there is just so much to do. So yeah, if anybody wanted to come down and, and be part of it and uh, I would say, you know, it's definitely giving, so I don't want to sell that part short, but it's just really enjoyable as well. Mm -hmm. um, we ha I've had so many volunteers from Thanksgiving 
reaching out and they're like, hey, that was so phenomenal. Thanks for letting me be part of that. And I'm like, uh, you're welcome. I mean, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we could definitely use more volunteers. And again, uh, same thing. Give us a call at the food bank. Say, hey, you know, whether it's, you know, an individual or a family or, you know, I don't know why it always tugs at my heartstrings when I see like a dad and a daughter mm-hmm. or whatever it is, like, you know, come on down and you get to meet the most phenomenal people. Um, you know, I think that the people that go, come through the lines are just so thankful. Um, I think half of my, my day, uh, you know, given the, the Thanksgiving handout was spent, like, you're welcome, and then I try not to cry, <laughs> you know, just seeing how much it meant to people. Let's see what events are coming up. Remember, you can find art classes, live music, and anything community-related by going to dailyinterlake.com events and checking out our events calendar. An ugly sweater contest will take place at the Firebrand and Whitefish on December 15th. Don your ugliest or most hilarious holiday sweater and get $1 off drinks. Best sweater wins a free night stay at the Firebrand. The winner will be selected at 9 p.m. VFW Post 4042 and Big Fork will be holding a craft fair on December 16th starting at noon. Come shop local vendors to find the perfect Christmas gifts. And catch Winter Wonderland on ice at the Stumptown Ice Den and Whitefish on December 16th. Starting at 4 p.m., watch all of the magic of Christmas in a beautiful series of ice skating performances. A link to purchase tickets can be found on the event page at dailyinterlake.com events. Thanks for joining us. News Now is a podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest independent newsroom in Montana and the oldest paper in the Valley. Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call Circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the Subscribe tab in the top right corner of our website. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode of the pod. Everybody stay safe and have a great week.